Side Hustle Show 51, one listener's year of hustle. Apps, YouTube, Kindle, Udemy, Fiverr, and more. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. This is episode 51, a very special edition I think you're really going to like. My guest is Alex Ginadinik, and we're talking about his year of hustle. We first met one year ago for episode three, and he's been a very busy guy since then, branching out from apps into the world of YouTube, Kindle, Udemy, Fiverr, podcasting, and more. He's applied a lot of the stuff we talked about here on the show over the past year, as well as experimented with his own material, his own ideas, his own stuff. But in general, uh, the general theme here is taking action, making things happen, and, uh, and getting it done. This is a fun one, but it runs long, so make sure you've got your speed cranked up to uh, 1.5 or 2x. Show notes at sidehustlenation.com slash episode 51. Thank you so much for listening, and let's get right into it. Hey, Alex, welcome back to the Side Hustle Show, the first ever repeat guest. Yes. Oh, this is going to be so exciting. Uh, I think we have a lot to discuss. You know, I've, I've not just been a guest. I've also been a listener, and I've gotten so many tips from the show, and I've implemented a lot of them. And I'm really excited to actually kind of circle back uh, and just sort of like celebrate our one year, you know, like of effort um, and hard work and where we were like a year ago and kind of where we are now and maybe share that with people. I mean, it's really, I think going to be a really fun episode. This is it. We've come, we've come a long way, baby. A year of hustle. I like it. And, and we kind of put this show together for, for everybody listening to kind of, you know, put the, put the thing, Hey, it's 2014. I wish I'd started all this stuff in 2009. But the fact is you can't go back and change the past. But you, what you can do is be looking back on today from 2015 and say, hey, I started today. And so that's kind of the point of this show and all of the stuff. So Alex reached out to me and said, hey, I've taken action based on what I've heard on your podcast. And it's you know done some interesting things for, for life and for business and maybe a little bit of, uh, of ADD talking about uh, all the different things he's got going on. But uh, let's take it, take it back. So we started last year this time with, uh, with the app business. And at that point, we're at 100,000 downloads with these business planning apps, these marketing apps. So what's going on with the app business? Oh, wow. It was only 100,000 downloads then. That, it was such a baby. Right now, <laughs> right now it was, it's, I think it's around 400,000. Wow. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if it's a wow. People do get that wow reaction when I say that. Um, but... To be honest, I think for apps, you know, it's got to be in the millions. Okay. Um, Can't get excited about 400,000. You know, I guess you got to appreciate where you are. But like, you know, I, I, w- I want to cross that million. But like the million is freaking difficult because, you know, right now, I don't know if you know, but like if on Android, if you search for the word business, like my app is number one. So I can't, there's nothing more I can do, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I already have the social feature inside the app, like invite your friends, you know. I already do so many of the good practices um, that it's like I'm already I've, I've kind of maxed out. Like if you search for business ideas, my app is number one, like or close to number one. Business planning, the word business, like all over the place, you know. Yeah. And still, you know, I get like a little bit over a thousand downloads a day, but that means three years to get <laughs> to get to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So are so are these th- are are the apps ringing the cash register for you, or are they are they taking up a bunch of your time? 
Uh, they don't take any of my time almost because I, I've been so busy with other things that I've kind of put them on hold a little bit. They take maybe like a five minutes of my time a day. Okay. Uh, and they make okay money, but nothing amazing. Um, and, you know, it's like I do affiliates in, inside the app, like affiliate sales. I do, you know, paid, you know, I upsell like paid apps. I, um, what else do I do to make money? Uh, well, I also funnel people from the apps to my YouTube channel. That's actually a big um, reason how I grew my YouTube channel. But I guess we'll talk about that um, in, a, in a few minutes, you know, on, on, in a little bit uh, later on your show. Sure. But, um, but it sounds but, like it's relatively passive. I was just kind of curious, what's, what's a download worth to you on a free, on a free app? Uh, you know, like 5% of the people get the paid apps, something like that. Uh, or they, or they end up making me money one way or another. Okay. Um, sometimes there's like people, people buy my business coaching and those are better, but, but they're far fewer. Okay. So that's kind of like the, the end of the value chain is like, Hey, by the way, if you want direct one-on-one action with me, you, you can, you can get that for uh, for a price. So after, so, so after the apps, so, so it's relatively passive, it takes five minutes, uh, five minutes a day. What, what comes next? Like what was your next hustle after, um, you know, after we talked last year? Yeah. So we talked, okay. So when we talked, I was just kind of like, I'm, I'm, so I'm like maxing out the app, you know, I, I can squeeze out what I can squeeze out from these apps. And then I'm thinking of what's next. Right. And right around that time, I kind of stumbled upon a really interesting SEO thing I can do with video. And, you know, it's like, and nobody's doing this, right? Because everybody's thinking like SEO, it must be Google SEO, blah, 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 traditional SEO. And I'm like, well, that's brutal. I mean, SEO, the traditional Google SEO, like you're competing. This is the most competitive environment that there has been known to man. It is Google SEO of 2014, right? Because... I mean, like it really is, and it's the most expensive, and you get the least sort of bang for your buck. So you become a little bit of an expert in in non Google SEO, and even though YouTube is Google, um, but we're talking about like iTunes SEO, uh, you know, and you just mentioned Android for ranking the apps. Um, we we'll talk a little bit about even Fiverr and Amazon and some of these other platforms here in a minute. Um, but t- tell me a little bit about the the YouTube thing on how that how that got started. Yeah, so the YouTube was the sort of my, well, yeah, of course I had to do SEO for the apps because that's how, you know, the apps got their downloads because of the search. But YouTube was fascinating because I was, I figured out how to get the videos to show up not just in YouTube, but also in Google search. So if I made a page like, let's say, how to start a business or whatever, like, you know, that page will never rank in the top 10 of Google. I guarantee that. I'll guarantee you. Uh, but and by the way, actually, it's the same thing from my, from the, for the YouTube video because that particular search is crowded. But but like um, similar you know similar searches were ranking in Google pretty well, and I was able to get distribution for videos um, and you know views. And so as I was getting views, I was like, hmm, this is working. So I started like really pressing on the YouTube channel. And what I did is I funneled a lot of people from my apps. You know, even though they weren't, they were a lot of them are aren't paying customers, but I still was was able to re- repurpose them in some way. So I said, okay, here's a bunch of like free business tutorials on on YouTube. Okay. And, and there wasn't a big take, but because they have such big numbers, like you know, four hundred thousand people, um, 
I only need a tiny percentage, and then now, you know, then the YouTube channel sort of grew. And right now, I just crossed the 1,200 um, subscriber mark. 1,200 subscribers. How many? How many views? Uh, today, well, now I get about 500 to 1,000 views a day. Okay. On YouTube, which is okay. I mean, it's kind of like you know, business. I don't know if it's. Uh, That's okay. How many? But how many videos have you made? Oh God! Uh, right now, there are like. Over 300 videos. 300 videos. And so these are typically, you're just um, like talking head tutorial videos or where you're just sitting in front of the webcam and, and gabbing away? Yeah. Although, you know, uh, pardon me, you know, not webcam. I bought, a, I bought, a, <laughs> bought an actual camera. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it's pro- professional over here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so it says, I, I, it, I, it says the channel name is, uh, all. this is all one word, business ideas, business plan, marketing, fundraising, all one word. Is there some yes. is there some strategy behind the crazy channel name? It, w- it was an experiment actually, just to see if the channel name would help me r- rank the videos. But um, it didn't work that experiment, and I just haven't had time to change the channel name back. I, I really should because that was a that experiment was like over six months ago, okay. and I just I just haven't like I'm just so busy I haven't gotten to it. But it's a ridiculous name, I know. Hey, entrepreneurs, we know that anyone with a side hustle loves finding new ways to save. So if your business takes you on the road, sign up for a free membership with Hertz Business Rewards. Work trips, client meetings, industry conferences with Hertz Business Rewards, you'll save at least 20% every time you rent a car. And you'll save on more than just the daily rate. Members earn credits redeemable towards free rental days. It's also free to add an additional driver if any additional coworkers come along. And for those Gen Z entrepreneurs out there, no young renter fees. Plus, sign up for Hertz Business Rewards today and earn three times credits during your first 90 days. So whether you're traveling for a side hustle or a main hustle, join for free at Hertz.com slash business rewards. Applies to base rate, taxes, fees, and options excluded. Additional terms and exclusions apply. Visit Hertz.com slash business rewards to learn more. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So with the with YouTube, like you know, obviously the title of the video, uh, you know the the content you write in the description. Any other like tricks to kind of rank these videos in a hurry? Yeah. So when I when I bought the camera, when I bought an HD camera, I was able to shoot in HD, and actually HD ranks better. Really? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, by the way, like they don't ever tell you, right? It's really when I say HD ranks better, 
YouTube didn't go and tell me that. Like, you know, uh, it's really what people say and what what the SEO, what the YouTube SEO people sort of figure out, right? Okay. So, huh. so it isn't like official information. It's breaking news here on Side Hustle Show. HD yeah, HD video uh, ranks better. Don't tell uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. He's always shooting those crappy videos. Uh, well, he he's fine. He can get he's, away with it. He's in his own world. Yeah. Um, so, but that really leads me to to um bigger point is that quality ended up really, you know, like I come from the world of SEO where like the main, th- the main thought is like, get the traffic, right? But then it's really about, you know, what happens when the traffic lands on your video? Do they watch? So here's the real trick. The, 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 and, and this is re- bigger than, this is bigger than YouTube. This is universally for search platforms. There are these concepts of social signals and engagement signals, right? So, like, let's say I make a video about, like, how to start a business, whatever. And let's say people watch that five minutes on average, right? Okay. That's an engagement signal. Um, if my competitor videos are being watched, like, three or four minutes, then that signal is that my video is better. My video is more engaging. People are watching it longer, right? And so those kind of, like, are, you know, are people clicking off? Are they clicking the back button? Or are they staying, right? Okay. So, so Google and YouTube and all other good search engines, they measure these kinds of engagement signals very well, very highly, right? So if you spend more time, that's like on their, on whatever the piece of content is, that means it was more engaging, it's better. That's a big ranking factor. Or it just means so, the person was talking slower, like there's got to be a fine line. Or something like that. It's, <laughs> well, it's one of the many factors, but I, but I did find that, um, and also, of course, there, there's, you know, uh, signals like obvious signals, like commenting, which is engagement, and also um, uploads. When people press the thumbs up, then you know that helps to rank the videos. Um, and of course, you, you know people who want to rank a video, they can just get all their friends to upload and comment, and that will really typically help a video rank very much. If they did like the keywords and title and description and all that stuff. Okay, um, so they upvote it, they give it the thumbs up. They can, so these are call to actions you can ask for in the video itself. Hey, if you like this video, yes. leave a comment below. Hey, hit the thumbs up button, um, share it. Or like, like how, are you, how are you increasing the engagement in terms of like length of time watched? Are you like, hey, stick around to the end of the video and I'll share you know, one mind-blowing tip or something? Uh, th- these are good ideas to do. Um, there is a limited number of things you can really ask for of people until they get confused to what they should do, right? Right, right. So I, I generally ask them to go buy my products. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> fair. Of, yeah. Um, although you know, I mean, I do. I would, in the perfect world, want to um, get them to upvote and comment because that really that's like money for me because. You know, the more people will upload and comment, the better the video ranks, the more money, the more new viewers I'll get. And it, that's a really good cycle. Whereas if I send people to buy products, yes, I'll make actual revenue from that person. But it's actually, it's a turnoff for most people. Because, you know, it's like people aren't there to spend money on my stuff, right? They're, they're, just, they're trying to learn something. Right. Hey, so, I came here for, for free information. So what do you, so I guess that's a good question. Though. What do you, what's the, uh, what's the product that you've created? What are you, what are you selling behind the you know, behind the call to action. Right. So, so obviously I started my YouTube channel to sell my apps, to sell the paid apps. Um, and then since then, well, actually from a conversation with you and from listening to your podcast, um, I realized like, Hey, you know, writing a book is very attainable, 
So this past winter, I wrote two books um, because you know one book is about starting a business, which by that time I had like three hundred thousand people on my apps. So it's kind of like I wrote a book about starting a business based on all the things people were doing on my app because because it's an entrepreneur app suite. Okay. Um, and then obviously the other piece of the puzzle is promoting the business, right? Because throughout all this, I had to market the crap out of these apps. Um, and by that time, I was also sort of like, you know, was doing, you know, app store, you know, mobile app store marketing, YouTube, Google SEO, and then a whole bunch of peripheral things. And um, also I was realizing the power of publicity and press coverage by having your own media channel, like my YouTube channel, like, like your podcast, you know. Um, and we can talk later about that in the show. So I was, so I wrote a book about marketing, you know, like how to really market a thing, you know, a product. And so, so then that, to answer your question, so not only I had the apps to sell, but then I had the books. And then of course, because my content is, you know, and I, it's so much video based, I created a bunch of courses on Udemy. Like, like at the moment of our taping, I have eight courses on Udemy, you know, how to start a business, how to write a business plan, how to raise money, um, like advanced social media marketing, advanced SEO, oh, like you name it. You know? I love it. I love the hustle. So, so the the Udemy courses are just re repurposed uh, YouTube videos. Yes, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, listeners, please. Uh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. But um, kind of. Although there's extra things in the in you know, of course, you know. People who come to my YouTube channel, it's like, you know, there's a there's 300 jumbled up. Right, right. There's, you're going to organize it for them in, a, in some sort of meaningful way in the, in, the, uh, in the course. Yeah, they'll never find all the things I actually intend for them to find in the right order um, on my YouTube channel because it's jumbled. And people, you know, they can browse like 300 videos, right? It's all, it's either they find it or they don't. Um, and most people find some things, but not everything. So the courses is actually really good. It gives a structure and everything. And 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 by the way, I mean, even though YouTube is paid, why not? I charge a little bit for my content because the content is really good. Like, especially for my marketing stuff. Like, like I know marketing now so well. It's and I, I mean, I'm doing it too. So it's not like all theory. It's very actionable. And I know, and I because I talk, talk to all you know entrepreneurs every day. Um, like when they before before they come to my marketing courses and after they're done with my marketing courses. I, they will be different. They will be transformed. Um, I mean, it, it's that informative. Plus, all this stuff comes from like I know what exactly to tell them because I deal with. I talk to entrepreneurs every day in my coaching practice and things like that, and in my SEO consult, you know, consulting. Um, so I know exactly the issues people have, the problems they have. So that's why, like the the courses and the books, I feel like it's really helpful for them. So you can you created the the videos, the courses, and the books based directly on questions you were getting through uh, through the apps and through your conversations with with people who had downloaded the apps. Yeah, so it's it's not there's no guessing of like what people need. Okay. I know exactly. So if, if if something comes up like ten times out of like eleven, you know, yeah, yeah, then yeah. Like, well, okay, well, this is really an issue people are having. Like for example, what really amazed me was if you talk to a new entrepreneur or first time marketer or somebody like that. Or a business owner who hasn't done a lot of marketing, you ask them, "What's your marketing plan?" And they will say, "Like 80% of the time." And you know, to, I'm going to ask your listeners right now, like, see if this sounds familiar. Usually, the answer that I hear is like, "I'm going to promote my business on social media, like Twitter and Facebook, 
and I'm going to promote my business on with business cards and flyers. Okay. That's like 80% of what I hear. And I was amazed that exa- exactly this quote, maybe with just very little variation of how words are, are you know, interchanged, but those that that's exactly the, the, the marketing strategy, right? And, and of course, you, you know, I mean, the, the, this is fine, but it's not nearly enough. Right, right. So to going back to the Udemy thing, did has there been any feedback from customers and be like, hey, this is the same, this is the same content that's on YouTube? Does 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 the Udemy approval people like? Do they get? Are they okay with that? Like, how does it how does it work from that standpoint? Like, that's a pretty powerful thing to be able to repurpose this stuff on multiple channels and meet, reach multiple audiences. Yeah, Udemy doesn't mind. Um, in fact, their terms of service say that I own the content. Um, um, in fact, sometimes they like it uh, when I have like stuff that I already have. I, I don't know. If they, actually, I'll take that back. I don't know if they like it, but I, I generally there hasn't been a problem. Udemy has been like really supportive uh, of my courses. Um, people have not said, and this is the thing: people just don't know, and because they, they, they don't discover things that easily. Um, right, right. Cause, yeah, there's pretty little risk of that. That makes sense. Um, what's uh, what's a typical price for a course? They range from $19 to $49. Okay. And uh, what I did is like, you know, there's a course on starting a business, which is like a very full course. There's like five hours of video instruction. Oof. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. People will get totally sick of me. <laughs> um, but inside that $49 course are sections like, how to raise money, right? It's part of starting a business. Another thing is how to write a business plan. So I took I took the how to write a business plan, how to raise money, and I made those into smaller courses, which are just nineteen dollars. Oh, okay, I got you. Oh, and that's by an the way, interesting strategy too. Um, so what's the uh, you know, is this, is has the YouTube Udemy courses been been earning a good little side hustle income for you? Yeah, they're very new. So I only started uploading. Um, by the way, just a side note, uh, all my courses, if your listeners want to, uh, the, there's a disco- discount code 9, just the word 9, to make any of the courses just $9. Okay, thank um, you for that. Yeah, so um, any of them, and there's eight. <laughs> or, they, or they could just go to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, or, or by the way, just seriously, go to YouTube, watch all my 300 videos. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You'll, uh, you'll be sick of Alex by the, by the time it's all over. You'll be sick of me, or like maybe you will like some... 95% will be sick, but like some not 5%, like they will probably like love me by then. <laughs> you well, you've got, like, you got some good stuff. You definitely have helped out this show. Like we talked about, um, you know, a few episodes ago, you know, increasing the, the visibility for certain keywords in, in iTunes and stuff. And that's, that's been helpful, um, for me as well. And kind of focused, like you said, on the non Google SEO, kind of the lower hanging fruit of the search platforms. Any, basically any website with a search bar is a, can be search optimized in a way, right? So exactly like, you know, a lot of podcasts are discovered through search. I mean, it's a search engine, like, you know, the content discovery happens through search. YouTube, same thing. Um, I've gotten that note from people. Hey, I've, I searched entrepreneur in iTunes and found you. I searched, I searched side hustle, which is like a really uncommon search term and I found you and stuff. So it's like, Oh, that's awesome. You're, you're ranked number three on my phone when I search for a podcast for business ideas. You're number three. Awesome. Uh, something like, yeah. So I think you're, you're, you're doing well. We're going to get you ranking higher. Um, so, in, so in March, it was like March was like an epic month for me because like eight videos, uh, eight courses. And you, ima- you can imagine because some of them are like five hours of video, right? Okay. How long it takes to shoot, edit, and upload. 
right? Because these are all like HD videos. Because Udemy also wants HD. Yeah. Um, so I mean, these took a long time to create and upload and everything. So all 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 that month, like almost from the first of March, it was like epic. To the end of March, I was shooting and reshooting and editing and re-editing and uploading and blah blah blah. So um, so in March it it was pretty good because. Even though I was just completing some of the courses, I was already already made like a hundred dollars in my first month. Okay. So I mean, for not having been done, that was pretty good. Um, then in April, I made something like two hundred dollars. Um, so you know, I'm I'm still starting on that platform. Like I, I don't feel like I I get it yet. Like I don't feel like I've uh, you know I'm still new on it. It's just my second month. Right, but you so, could see, I, you could see this being like a five hundred dollar a month, you know, relatively passive uh, income stream. Yes, uh, it's it's not relatively; it's hundred percent passive because they don't require me to do anything. Because um, once the courses are up, obviously you're not doing anything. Uh, and then what I really like is that um, what I started doing, and so actually I, I'm doing, I'm like just to tell maybe your listeners that they can do this too. I, I do like kung fu of repurposing video. So what I do is really like so my central thing is YouTube. Like I love YouTube and I do most things there, but from every YouTube video, you are able to take the audio and make it into a podcast, right? So right away, you're on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, right? What's, then, the, what's the tool you use to rip the audio off? Uh, I just use a very basic uh, web uh, website. It's something like, I actually have it open right now. It's uh, YouTube-MP3 with the three, with the number three, dot org. Um, and it's actually, it's very nice. Every once in a while, it, it's glitchy, but generally, I love it. It's very simple. Um, so YouTube hyphen MP and then the number three dot org. What do you, what do you think uh, of this real quick? Um, somebody was telling me the other day that, uh, that YouTube is attempting to like auto transcribe your, your videos. And so what somebody was doing, Hey, if you want to pay for podcast transcription, just upload that audio to, to YouTube, set it as unlisted or whatever, wait for the transcription to come back. And then you can use that. Like it's not perfect, but it's pretty good and the price is uh, yes does it work so i tried last time i messed with subscription uh, transcriptions was about like september of 2013 maybe october um they were terrible okay um but um and this is the free stuff that youtube just gives you um the, the thing is that it might have gotten better since then because youtube i mean they are like so smart um, yeah, they got a lot of know. they got a lot of PhDs down in Mountain View uh, working on this stuff. Yeah, some things that I'm like, hmm, can they do this? And then they do it like incredibly well. Um, and then it's either even stuff like you don't realize like they're really actively working on it, but a lot of the they they do really do like sci-fi stuff like behind the scenes. Like I don't know, like I had a video where there was like music, right? And then some of the part, some of the music in that video was like copyrighted or owned by somebody else. Okay. And YouTube, like literally, like they, they emailed me, hey, uh, we cannot publish this video because it, it's you know uh, somebody owns else this own somebody else owns this thing, and then they're like, well, we can remove that song from the video from the live video, right? How they do it? How they did it? I have no idea. Oh wow, they could just strip out that one section of the audio. Man, yeah, they are they're high tech stuff. So we talked about um, we talked about uh, YouTube. We talked about Kindle a little bit. We talked about Udemy, the app business. Um, so kind of tell me how this translated into uh, into a podcast. 
Oh yeah. So the podcast. So my podcast is like the least good part of my business, oh, okay. right? It's like, uh, you know, because I don't know if any, you know, it's, it's really hard to tell if anybody's listening because the metrics are very difficult to track. Um, so I have no idea if anybody's listening, but um, but I make it into a podcast anyway because what what it does is um, I literally don't know if anybody's listening. Uh, like, well, you can really get true. download numbers from uh, from your host. Kind of, but it's it's a mess. Like, I, I the plugin I use for WordPress, like I don't know, like I, I haven't messed with it. But it, I just uh, I have just too too many hands, you know, hands in too many places. So I, I'm okay with not having, you know, because I don't think, you know, because I already have a large reach in the apps and the YouTube. I don't, you know. Yeah, you're taking I, you're taking B everywhere to uh, to a whole new level. Yeah. So, I, but I don't, and I don't think you know, I don't think that I'll get to a big number of podcast listeners because my podcast isn't the podcast it's kind of like just audio from something else so it's not that good um you know it's not that professional like i don't have an intro i don't have an outro and you know but um but what i do is embed the audio in, in, in my web pages right so when i make when i so when i do a topic let's say how to start a business right because that's the example we've been using okay um on my blog like my glowing start.com blog um i have a you know, a blog about it, like a regular blog post. And then I embed my YouTube video in it. And then I also embed my audio in it from the podcast. So right away, you have a lot of rich media. Um, and Google likes that generally. So it helps with my Google SEO. I found that having the the video content and stuff like that really helps blow up kind of the time on site metric, which, like you said, it's an engagement metric that may or may not be important. But, you know, all else being equal, probably five minutes is better than three minutes. Yeah, it, 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 you know, they don't tell you do this, don't do that. Um, but it feels like this is the right thing to do. Uh, I think this is the right thing. So yeah, I mean, I have audio, I have video on every page, and then I have you know a good five to a thousand, five hundred to a thousand words, and so I, that's how I do my SEO, right? Because right away, I am giving this article a very good chance to rank in Google, but also I'm giving the YouTube ch- video a, a good chance to rank in Google, you know. So um, because you know, if if videos are embedded somewhere, it, it helps them. I from my experimentation, I've seen an. In- increase in um, ranking for the YouTube video inside YouTube if it's embedded in, 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 in websites. Right, right. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A. Com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time 
and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, what's um, what's interesting, so I've been starting with Udemy as well in the past couple months, and you're right, it's a it really took a ton of time to to shoot all of the videos. I was, you know, initially had the goal of doing it in in a day, and so I think if you watch the course, like I'm in three different shirts because it took three different days to to get all the the shooting and editing and uploading done because they're massive files of HD video, and it was just you know yeah doing the editing. It was like oh, this is a there's a little bit more work than I thought, but you know, like you said, once you set it up, it has the chance to be relatively passive and i say relatively because when somebody uh you, when somebody buys a course and actually pays for it like i want to send them go in and uh, send them a note really quick just to make them feel like hey thanks for buying by the way you know any questions definitely reach out to me so try and uh you know put myself out there a little bit so they don't feel like oh this was this was crap like i'm gonna you know leave a bad review for this guy yeah uh actually you know speaking of shirts in youtube videos you know i kind of designated one shirt where <laughs> i just i just wear to my youtube channel so the guy's like <laughs> hey so this have, is the only shirt this guy owns he only wears one shirt all the time <laughs> like every day look at my closet i've just got six of them it's okay yeah so i'm like i wonder what my viewers are thinking about this <laughs> i never <laughs> I, I mean i never even noticed that that's funny yeah i was like man he's just, um, he just rolling through these takes all right next let's let's bang it out um okay so uh, so that's uh, YouTube podcast, Udemy. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, Fiverr. Yeah. So thanks to you, and I think what was it episode five on your podcast? Yes. That the, yeah. Uh, what, Which is, what is still that? a year later. It's still the number one listened to show. Really? Wow. I thought you know I was like it's got to be mine. Mine should have been number <laughs> one listened to show. Top um, ten, baby. Top ten. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so. Um, yeah, I listened to the, you know, after I talked to you, because I interviewed you on my YouTube channel. Um, you were a great guest, by the way. Thank you. Uh, and, you, you know, you, you told me about Fiverr, and then it piqued my curiosity. And I I went back and I listened to that episode five of your show, which um, everybody should do, because that, that, that guy is, is very smart and fascinating. Um, and, you know, I started experimenting with my, with my own Fiverr. And then at first it was kind of slow. Because I just started selling my books, and then I wasn't sure what to do. You know, what kind of gigs am I supposed to do? Like, am I supposed to like hold up a sign? You know, because the Fiverr has funny gigs sometimes. Yeah. What did you What did you end up selling as your first uh, as your first gig? The first, I, I just started selling the books because that that was directly a recommendation from you. Okay. Um, so I started selling the books, and they they actually you know um, they sell okay. Like books don't sell well at all, but for for not selling well, they you know they sell okay. Um, if, if your expectations are like really low, I mean, like uh, oh, a couple a day, a couple a week. What's what's okay? Like once every few days. Okay. You it's know, something. whatever. It's something. Yeah, 
And it's like, um, and if it's content you've already written, it's just one more, it's just one more outlet. Yeah, yeah, and and this is just you know I have to say this that you know for books I think in my in my journey here and by the way my books are relatively new so I think they are like really great like I mean I do think that the information there is really great but like they they don't sell well at all so so I have to preface all this by saying like you know you have to for books you know you got to keep your expectations low. Um, you know, I, I mean, I've we, we've other- talked about this before. I think the book itself is more of a of a business card of an authority builder than it, than it's you know a money making scheme. Unless you're going after like specifically like you know these targeted keywords and and whatever. Hey, I found out that this this topic sells and we can really make some money with it. Um, but yeah, that's it's a nice little side hustle, and I'm happy to make book sales when they do come through. But it's definitely more of like a you know an authority builder and saying, hey, I'm I'm so and so, I'm a published author. Yeah, and God, you're so right in that because I never realized until I actually wrote the book just how much that's true. Because now I'm like, well, blah blah blah, marketing, blah 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 blah, and then I say, well, you know, I wrote a book on this. Yeah, I'm so and so, author of whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, oh my God. That's you know, awesome. That's awesome. Book, yeah. The, so people get really impressed. Uh, in 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 proportionally so. <laughs> like in proportionally, like un, like incongruent, right? Like I'm like, well, you know, I'm not, my app is number one on um, you know on Android for business. It doesn't really impress them because, but that actually was like, I mean, how the hell do you do that? I myself don't know how that happened. It just one day I woke up, it was number one. But like you know, but it took so much effort. Like and then the book, people are like, oh my god, you know. And you know, but the apps were like so much of a more of a you know. Anyway, uh, like anyway, so pe- people react sometimes very disproportionately to how sometimes the entrepreneur I guess feels what they achieved and what, how hard what they worked for. Anyway, right. But but that's a side uh, point I guess. But yeah, Fiverr. So I started selling the books, and then I was like, well, how the hell do I you know? Um, but really, I only started making any reasonable money from Fiverr after I became like a level two seller. Okay, because so then, to be level two is 50, 50 sales in a two-month period? Yeah, something like that. Uh, for me, it was longer than a two-month period because apparently, like, you know, you can't mention the word money or something, and I violated their terms of service that I, I had no idea even. So they didn't make me a level two seller for a while. Okay. Um, and then I only had to email their tech support and say, what's up, guys? Like, and they're like, well, it's because you did this violations. And I said, well, I have no idea that I did these violations. Yeah, and they're, they said, really, they're yeah. really strict. Like if you type in the word money, if you type in the word Skype, if you type in the word email, like it throws a big red flag in the box and says, hey, you must never accept payments outside of Fiverr, never communicate with anybody outside of Fiverr. So they're really strict about, you know, maintaining their, um, you know, kind of a walled uh, a walled garden around their platform. So you know, because they because they're taking a twenty percent cut on everything, so they want to keep keep as much of it in house as they can, which is understandable. So after the after the books, what what came next? So yeah, once I started um, being able to upsell stuff, then you know, going back to the episode five of your show, that guy I forgot his name, um, the anarcho anarcho fighter. This is, this, is the, this is the episode, if you guys are new to the show, this is the episode where this guy earned enough money off Fiverr to buy a house like within his first year on the platform. Crazy, crazy uh, you know, marketing expert, um, super smart dude, uh, definitely worth checking out. I, I really like the show. I wish we could refer to him by his real name, but <laughs> I, I guess we'll call it narco, narco fighter. Um, but anyway, long story short, I mean, he did say you know, that it's not $5, it's Starting with five dollars, yes, and that's that. That's key because I mean you can earn, uh, you know, like hundred and fifty dollars, 
from one person and so that's what I so I, I made a lot of my gigs actually right now if you go to um, Fiverr slash my last name which is yeah I'm not even going to try to spell it um, maybe you guys we'll, just we'll link, see, link see that up in the show notes Ganadinic yeah um, I have a Kung Fu um, combination of Fiverr gigs Here, here's what I do uh, because I did, you know, I'm obviously like not bad at SEO, so I SEO'd a lot of the keywords. So like, if you search for affiliate marketing, I'm number one. Business ideas, I'm number one. Business planning, I'm number one. All these things, right? SEO strategy, I'm somewhere near the top. It's, Are I you mean, really? You guy, you and the SEO, the non-Google SEO stuff. I'm, I got to check you out your, your uh, search listings. Okay, so, so yeah. what, what what are the biggest fan- factors in ranking these uh, these gigs in Fiverr? Uh, so Fiverr is actually Fiverr search is super basic. Okay. Just have to have a good amount of keywords in the description, in the title, in the keywords. Super basic. Have to have a video, um, and then also have to have nice reviews. That's really it. So keywords, um, then, the ta- like the tags, like you get up to like five tags or something for your video. Yeah. Okay. So also, I think there are some more advanced things that I think they track, like possibly um, cancel rate, things like that. My theory, uh, my theory is they're tracking stuff like average order value, conversion rate, because they want to fight. They yes. want to put their money gigs. You know, they want to rank those highly because they know they have the best chance of ringing the cash register on those. I, I, I would think so too. I would think they use those signals as well, because um, you know, spending more money is a huge engagement factor. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Um, so it's it, it just yeah. So so what I did is really I have like I have like eighteen gigs that are currently live. About about ten of them are inbound traffic, where I sort of give a free thirty minute, not a free, but I give a five dollar like thirty minute consultation call, which is you know people talk to me on Skype and you know if they need help with SEO, I, I create an SEO strategy for them. If they want affiliate, I explain to them how to do that, all that kind of stuff. And so and you're then, okay, you're okay to set the, even though they're really anti Skype and stuff, you're okay to have that gig. Yeah, they're really weird about it, right? So. I am able to provide a gig over Skype, but I'm not able to write the word Skype in the Fiverr ecosystem. It's weird, That's but, but I did. But I, I did. I did conf- yeah, very. Sometimes my my users, my buyers, really get confused. Uh, but I did confirm it with their tech support, so it's like everything is legitimate and it's fine. But it's just weird. Okay. Like I mean, it's not too weird, but it's just like buyers get confused. Yeah, definitely. Um, so anyway, so. So I, do, I use it as a lead gen, right? So that then, gig is up as in, in 10 different forms, but it's approximately the same thing. It's the same thing. It's basically like, I'm going to spend 30 minutes with you talking about SEO. Do you, have or, to, do you have to level up to level two before you can offer that many gigs? No, it was 20. Uh, 20 is the maximum anybody can have unless you are like a special buyer, like above level two, like some kind of hand-picked special person, then you can have more. Okay. But, do, but if you want more than 20, just open a different account. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's I'm sure that's against their terms. <laughs> fair, uh, okay. You didn't, fair, you fair. didn't hear uh, it here, okay. For the record, I didn't open a second account. <laughs> okay, okay. You got twenty, I, you got twenty, but twenty gigs should be more than enough to to kind of do some experimenting, do some uh, do some playing around with. Yeah, and so the other gigs that I have are basically upsell things that come out of the conversations for. Um, with with my with the with the with the lead gen things. Okay, so five dollars is hey, I'm going to jump on a call with you. We're going to talk SEO. We're going to talk marketing. We're going to talk whatever. Okay. Yeah, 
And by like by the way, I know my stuff, right? So if 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 they if they want to know how to like a lot my a lot of my gigs are like about apps too. Like one of my more popular gigs is like how to promote a mobile app. Like no nobody's able to promote mobile apps anymore because it's so competitive. Okay. Um. And so people are like, oh my god, right? So like, I and I, I really know my stuff. Like and I I don't just say that. I actually am number one for that. I'm number one for, for, my for search, good right? reason. I think that's that's yeah. a, that's uh, you know understood, right? Like you don't want to go out there and promise something you can't deliver. Yeah, but it's, you know, I say, hey, you know, I, I was able to get these results. They get interested, and so they want more. They want more time. So I say, okay, um, you can you can get the gig extra. You know, it's pretty reasonably priced at twenty dollars to extend the thing for an hour. So then we talk for an hour, um, and I do this right on the call. I mean, hey, you know, thirty minutes is up, and then we're we're in the middle of like this this heated conversation. Okay, and and so I'm like, okay, you know, go ahead. You know, I'll wait. You just go ahead buy the gig extra. Okay, they go buy the gig extra. And then in the hour call, you know, we kind of get into more things. And then really, they need publicity. They need links for SEO. They need keyword research. They need like re- rewriting their whatever keywords, you know, all the stuff. And so basically, it leads to all my other gigs, which are like essentially upsells. Um, like, you know, do you need links for SEO? I have a link building gig. Um, do you need publicity? Okay, I can promote you on my YouTube channel. Um, so basically, my I have like about 10 gigs that are like, lead gen stuff for me and then I do the lead gen and then I upsell my other gigs you know to these people who want more stuff and some people they, they only really want to spend five dollars and that's fine yeah. but then some people they, they really understand the value like hey you know they, some people they're real business owners like they have a real viable company right, which right. has real revenue and they, they know that they must be spending and those guys they end up like being re- reasonably lucrative and especially for the stuff that you're selling, like, hey, if I can make my video rank, you know, the difference between page one and page two could be, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars a month for, for this company. And to invest $50 talking to an expert, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's nothing. So I think uh, this is, okay, this is golden right here, where you're talking about, hey, you know, I'm talking to these people one-on-one. This is a kind of a high-friction relationship. I know exactly how to help them. I know what they need and know their, I know their pain. And, oh, by the way, here's what else, you know, here's what else I can offer you. Here's, you know, here's how I can help you. So it's not even, and the same thing that, um, that a narco fighter was saying last year. It's like, hey, you, you start with the $5 thing, but it's like, oh, by the way, you would be the perfect candidate for this other service that I offer. Oh, by the way, did you know that I also can help you with X, Y, and Z? Yeah. So yeah, a lot of people they get multiple gigs from me. Um, just just from that pattern. Yeah. What would be what's an average order from you on Fiverr? Right now it's ten dollars, which is low because um, I only became level two person not that long ago. Okay. Well, so no, I'm, like, I'm close to that actually too because I found around a third of the people buy the upsells. And so I'm trying to figure – I'm tweaking some things, testing some things to try and uh, increase that percentage. I guess I'll share one right now. So um, like the, the video audit thing that I put on – that actually they put on the homepage and, and blew up my inbox overnight, which was fun. So what I – and I probably left some some dollars on the table there because I didn't have a really good upsell process. Just at the end of the video, I would say, hey, if you want me to you know take a deeper dive into any of this stuff, you know, check out the extras. So what I'm doing now is kind of before delivering that order, uh, asking people, hey, thank you so much for the order. Uh, by the way, I've got these extras because in the regular text, you're really limited on how much you can provide or how much yeah. you can describe it. And so here's an opportunity to kind of expand on it a little bit. And 
and say, hey, this is what I'm offering in the gig extra. This is what you're going to get. This is the value from it. And I uh, haven't been doing it very long, but maybe a 25% take rate so far. So that's, I mean, it's not, uh, it's not an amazing batting average, but it's significant extra dollars for when, you know, over time it definitely is going to add up. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it's good. Like, I think if you over upsell, you know, like people do get irritated. I know for us, for us, it's almost like a sport. <laughs> How much can we, you know, as business people, right? It's almost, like, it's almost like gymnastics, right? We're exercising, we're stretching our muscles, we're practicing. How much we can upsell because this is our, you know, um, just has, you know, testing out different things. And I've had a lot of people come back. Hey, you know, let's just start with the, uh, you know, with the basics and see where it goes. And they'll come back and be like, dude, that was, that was awesome. Like, you know, they're asking me all sorts of questions. Do you have a web development company? Can yes. Can you just like can you just like do everything you said or, you know, I was like, well, you know, I don't have the technical expertise to really get that done, but you know, let me see what we can, what we can work out. Um, and some interesting, some interesting things come from it because it's such a, it's such a big platform. It's like the number, you know, 63 most visited site in the country. It's really, you know, huge, wow. huge platform. You never know who you're going to, who you're going to meet on there. Seriously. I met really actually fascinating people. Um, I met like a person who was ex, professional uh, X-Men's U.S. soccer team national player. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I and a lot of people like that. Um, what are you doing on Fiverr to ensure you're getting the, the positive feedback from these, from these gigs? Because a lot of times people are like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to say anything or I don't want to leave, leave feedback. Yeah, a lot of times, well, because I'm able to, so some of the gigs, well, some of the gigs are like, I'm going to send you an ebook, and that's a crapshoot. You know, if they don't like it, um, they don't like it. Like one person said, uh, your marketing book is boring because it has no pictures. And then I, I messaged him and I said, you know, what's up, dude? And, and, and he was like, well, you know, I'm 13 years old and I'm a business person, right? He was 13 years old. What am I supposed to do? 13, so years, old, 13 years old, he wanted a picture book? He wanted pictures, right? And my book was boring. So, okay. so he gave me a bad review and really angry too. Like, you know, no pictures. Uh, <laughs> right? That's and almost that's, funny. That's like a badge of honor. Like that's a great, I mean, that's a great review. Right? Sometimes, you know, sometimes I get really sick because of like review, online reviews because, you know, on the apps, like, and my apps are generally very highly rated, but still like, you know, they're not perfect. And people sometimes talk some crap. Yeah. Well, and, if, you, if you're going to download 400,000 of them, you're going to get a few people that are unhappy. Yeah, but you know, they build up your ego like, oh my God, the best app. Oh my God, the best geek. And then one guy is nasty. He's like, this, this, this is shit. And it, tear, <laughs> and it tears you down. God, it, it, I, like, I remember my first like one star review on, um, on Amazon. It just it killed me. Like it ruined my whole weekend. I was like, dude. Seriously, right? And nobody understands you. It sucks. Like, you, you know, it sucks. Your, wife probably, your wife probably was like, Nick, get over it, right? Yeah, it wasn't like, like I didn't even want to like tell anybody. It was just like you because it's such a dumb. I don't know. I got a bad review. Yeah, I got a bad review. <laughs> but that that thing, it's money because if you get good reviews, more people buy your stuff. If you get bad reviews, um, you know, people buy less. So it's actually money, right? And people are very irresponsible with reviews because it's so one sided, right? Right. Like, I mean, I'd like to review other. I'd like to review my reviewers. You know, like. Um, and actually, I don't know if you want to get into this. As at one time, I did review my reviewers. Well, you got uh, a chance. So on Fiverr, in particular, well, and other platforms, so you get a chance to respond. But what, from what I've seen, that actually like increases the little count that shows like under your you know review. It says like you know a hundred 
thumbs up and then two thumbs down but it would really only be one thumbs down plus your reply to that thumbs down so it's like whoa, whoa, whoa i don't even know if it's like if you want to reply so uh what i you know and i only had one guy give me the thumbs down which was obnoxious but whatever you know maybe it wasn't my best work that's fine and and so i was like hey all my gigs have 100 percent money back guarantee you know if you want your five dollars back fine here you go and he was like okay so I wanted to move towards uh, towards wrapping things up. We've got covered Fiverr, we've covered Udemy, we've covered a little bit of Kindle, we've covered YouTube, we've covered podcasts. This really has been the year of hustle for you. And just want to kind of boil things down to what's been, you know, what's been the most effective. Like if you had to kind of eighty twenty your efforts, where would you where would you spend your time? As if you have a you know, maybe you have an hour a day as a side hustler to to kind of pursue any of these channels. As a side hustler, an hour a day, I would do a YouTube or a podcast because um, what I'm really loving is that uh, having a media channel, no matter what business you have, having a media channel, right? Because we're all, you know, we're always looking to get exposure as business people, but there's a huge psychological shift in that. Like when you um, on when you are when your business let's say your business is really boring like let's say you're selling some i don't know you, let's say it's a moving company whatever okay the most ubiquitous of businesses um but let's say you have a media channel right you do a podcast about i don't know something like um anything you know office safety well i don't know something that's related right? um right away you know people start to look to you as a way to promote their business right and you can invite in fascinating guests. Like when I, you know, I interviewed you on my channel, I interviewed another person and another person, and I learned a ton of stuff from them, right? And a lot of good stuff comes from these interviews. So you can have people on your channel, establish and build your business relationships with them, right? So it's, it's far more than just promoting your business. It's actually, it's a really great way to um, kind of get start. A really helpful business relationships that last very long time, possibly longer than the business itself. Um, and then, obviously, if you need any favor, or if you if you want to be, you know, if you want to raise your own status, like for example, let's say you know you can whichever if you can invite a celebrity to your um, show or my YouTube channel or your podcast, you know that doesn't have to be like a celebrity as in like Hollywood. It can be a celebrity celebrity within whatever niche. Um, then then right away you're, you you become to seem seem cool. By association, right? Like now you're hanging out with so and so, right? So, right. Oh, hey, and people are like, oh, you know, Alex is like moving up in the world, blah blah blah, <laughs> right? And and then more people want to hang out with me, you know. Well, that's and been one of the coolest like, things about starting the podcast, you know. Aside from, you know, it's just like the opportunity to the opportunity and the excuse to talk to awesome people week in and week out. It's just been uh, it's been a game changer for me, for sure. Yeah, right. Because should have done YouTube of, too. Yeah, I know, huh? <laughs> Never too, never too late. Uh, starting today. Uh, starting today. Yeah, uh, and YouTube is okay, but some, in some ways, you know, it's one of those grass is always greener. Grass is always greener because I, I, I sometimes I think like, oh, I should focus more on my podcast. <laughs> so it's like you know, um, there's only so many things that we can do. But yeah, YouTube is nice. You, 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 you know, like when you do when you have a media channel like podcast or YouTube, you kind of build up yourself. Right, you, you, it builds you up, and so whenever whatever next thing you do or next product, like you know, originally I made my YouTube channel to sell apps, and then it was books, then it was courses. Who knows what's next? Um, whatever you do, you can um, use your media presence 
to sell that and to, to promote anything next, you know? Um, so I think that's one really, really powerful, um, it, it, the, the, the whole publicity thing is it, just so powerful. And I'm just sort of learning it because I started sort of being a techie and then an SEO person, right? It's like we, we start to, you know, it's kind of growing the business organically and all that. Yeah, but, you never know. You never know what the next year will bring and, and I think you're going down a, a completely you know a new path or ev- the evolution of the side hustle path I really you know would be curious to do we'll have to do another uh, you know one of these wrap-up shows in uh, in 2015 and see see what's going on okay that's actually good okay you know what we should do we should do like a goals and then we, let's see if we, met, if we met them or if we shifted our strategies you know I don't know uh, I, I actually my goal is really I want to have like 5,000 views a, uh, a day okay that's that's gonna be my goal i don't know how to get there but but that's my goal so what's what's next for you what's the rest of the summer what's the you know kind of rest of the year bringing for uh for your business what's what's going to be the focus well i've got to get back to updating the apps because there are some features that i want to build on them that like i just haven't been able to okay uh i want to start like i'm I want to focus more on SEO because that's kind of actually finally working. Like, oh my god, finally after all this effort that I put into it um, for the for my websites, um, uh, I want to focus a lot on my YouTube and creating a lot more content and having guests um, because I love having guests because I learn so much. And what's really cool is that right away, you know, it once the way that I do my videos, there's a unique way where I you know ask a bunch of questions, but it's not one show. I split it up into like. 10 different ep- uh, YouTube episodes that are shorter. Yeah, it's really, and, really smart because nobody wants to sit there and watch an hour-long video. Yeah, and that le- that gives me like sort of, you know, 10 lectures, which I can go and repurpose into making a course on Udemy. So um, I love that whole model. And plus, I'm going to try to get cooler guests onto my sh- onto my channel. Um, so I learn from them and I get to, it basically is good. I, I want to start not making my YouTube channel work for me as a networking tool. To get more and more like people, to get to know more people, right? Cool. If if an investor, for example, raises money for a fund, I want to interview him about it, right? If a company just you know some company just went you know did something interesting, I want to interview them. If there's some expert, I want to interview them because guess what? All of them have lists. All of them will promote my YouTube channel as well, and um, I want to be on those people's radar, you know. Hey, are you um, are you monetizing the YouTube channel like through the AdSense or through their partner program at all? Yeah, uh, I am. So does that right make, now, does that make any money? Uh, well, right now, so here's how it kind of works. Um, for my niche, um, I have a pretty nice CPM. I have somewhere around eleven or twelve dollars CPM for the YouTube. Okay, which is very nice. Um, you know, because usually CPM is like under you know between five and ten. And you said um, you're around between 500 and 1,000 views a day? Yeah, but the trick is that not everyone gets an ad shown to them. Mm, right? okay. Because sometimes my subscribers, they see one video, which is like three minutes, but when they see the next one, they don't get an ad shown to them. So it's not that it's not everyone uh, gets shown an ad. So like, for example, yesterday I had 400-something um, ad displays out of probably like 600 views. Okay. Something like that. So it's a little bit less than, so it's, it's, yeah. So, so it, so basically 400 people got thrown an ad and I made something like, you know, out of a, let's say a $10 CPM, that was really just $4, um, which in a month it's like not very good, right? It's $120. Um, 
so that doesn't make really a lot of money. What really makes money on YouTube is, you know, upselling products that also adds, you know, to, to, to the revenue from YouTube. And then also think about it, you know, like, let's say, you know, I'm Alex, you know, you're Nick, you know, if we didn't have our YouTuber podcast or, you know, we would just be like regular people kind of like here I am. Right. But if I sort of build up my channel and say, Hey, I got this big channel around this topic, right? Then it, it's like a, it's just like writing a book, right? It's your resume. People want to work with you. People want to get your exposure. So it's it's almost not about counting the, the little dollars from AdSense, right? Um, oh, yeah, although, yeah. Looking at it as as definitely a long term play, big picture kind of stuff. It, it builds up your brand as somebody like people want to associate with, right? Because oh, I can get all this exposure. Oh, you know this person, right? So. Um, so, so it's, it's far more than that. Um, you know, people start listening, they start listening more closely when you're like, you know, Oh, I have a big YouTube channel, a big podcast. I have a, this and a, that, um, it just makes you stand out. And really, you know, if you land a big client or maybe a big job or a big something that can translate into like, you know, hundred thousand dollars eventually or something, you know, something like that. Right, right, right. Um, so it's really building up your brand. Well, awesome. Alex, thanks so much for coming on and sharing all this stuff from the year of hustle. Uh, this time next year, listeners, I want to hear your story of what action you took to uh, to make your year of hustle and uh, see that you don't have to do uh, you know all 10 different projects that, uh, that Alex was doing, but let's do something. Let's start it and let me know what you're going to do in the, in the comments of this show at uh, sidehustlenation.com slash episode 51 and we'll get it going. Alex, thanks so much. It's problemio.com and glowingstart.com. Yeah, yeah. So you can see all my stuff on, yeah, exactly. Problemio is uh, like problemio.com and then my blog where I generally start to write on, you know, every week I post one or two articles. It's glowing glowingstart.com. Um, and business and, you know, channel, maximum fundraising, super duper F1000 on YouTube. <laughs> worst YouTube channel name ever, um, but good content. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Alex, thanks so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Cool, great. Thank you for having me. Hey, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, go out there, make something happen, and I'll see you next week in episode 52. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. 